1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: She knocked when I was home alone. You ever sit back and watch horror films and get the shit literally scared out of you? But then when it's over, you go back to your paranormal free life and just chill. I'd like to say that the chill part of my life is over and the paranormal part is oh so present. I live in a quiet town and nothing ever happens here. And I mean nothing. Nothing. I live with my dad and my younger sister. He and my mom divorced years ago and I haven't seen her since. What a woman, right? It was a cold winter day. My dad was at work and my little sister was staying at a friend's house. I was sitting in the living area with a cup of hot chocolate watching Annabelle. Just as it was getting to the climax of the movie, I heard a knock on my window. It scared the shit out of me. Naturally, I jumped up and spilled some of my drink on me. Thankfully, I was wearing a very thick sweater or I would have scorched myself. I looked up to see a messy brown-haired teenager with dark brown eyes staring at me through the window. I broke eye contact so fast and blinked a few times to see if I was creating images in my head. But when I looked up, she was still staring. She lifted her unnaturally skinny arm up and pointed with what looked like a broken finger to the front door. My first thought, I'm not opening that damn door. Then I noticed that she was hardly wearing any clothes, and it was close to twenty degrees outside and still snowing. I got up and slowly walked to the door. She hadn't moved from that position. I turned the knob and cracked the door open. Can I help you? Is your father home? Her voice was one of the strangest sounds I'd ever heard. It was a faint whisper, but her words were so sharp and peculiar. She enunciated so strongly, making sure I heard every letter. Her mouth wasn't very pleasing to look at. Her lips were disgustingly cracked, and I couldn't understand how she was even able to move them. My, have you grown? Is your father home? She definitely threw me off guard with the first line. I let it go. No, he isn't. Can I leave a message? Will you let me inside so I can wait for him? Chills went through my body. I opened the door a bit farther and saw that she was wearing a green tank top blue jean shorts and sneakers. She looked too young to be asking for my father and I wasn't going to let her in, so I had to think of a lie. I'm actually about to leave and won't be back until later. She stood there with her eyes piercing into my soul and I realized she hadn't been blinking. What's your name? Still no response. She continued to stare at me. Okay, I'll tell him you stopped by. I closed the door, double locked it of course and walked backwards to my seat. I slowly sat down, watching the front door. I expected to see her through the window, walking off of our front porch at least, but that never happened. There was no way I'd be able to miss her. That only meant one thing. I slowly made my way back to the door and looked out the peephole. There she was, just standing there, looking directly at me. Through the peephole, I ran back to the chair and grabbed my phone and called my dad. Hey, sweetie, You know I'm at work, what's wrong? Dad, there's a girl standing outside the door asking for you, and she's creeping me out. He laughs. What's her name? She wouldn't say. She was just staring at me, so I closed the door. Is she trying to get in? No, she's just standing there being weird. Can you come home? Honey, I'm about to go to a meeting. If she tries to come in, just call the police, okay? Make sure the doors stay locked. I'm sure she's not going to hurt you. I'll see you when I get home. He hung up before I could say anything. I went back and looked out the peephole. She was gone. I looked at my phone. 1:17 p.m. My dad wasn't getting off until 5 p.m. Great. I did what anyone in their right mind would do: closed all of the curtains, made sure every door and window in the house was locked, and took all of my stuff upstairs to my room. I had no plans of finishing Annabelle after that encounter. I got upstairs to my room, opened my laptop, and turned on South Park. Vulgar and animated is what I needed. It was 4.45 PM. I was overly eager for my dad to get back. I even sent my sister a text asking her to come home, but she wasn't having it. I peeked out of my window to see if it was still snowing, but all I saw was that girl from earlier running up and down the street. Up and down the street. Up and down the street. It was a sight that cannot be erased from the human mind. Her arms weren't moving, just her legs. And the stranger part about it was, she was going so fast to have not been moving them. My heart started beating faster and I was sweating excessively. Then she stopped. She looked right up at my second floor window and began walking towards my house. She kept her head facing my way while her body moved forward and I was sure I'd faint. She walked up the steps to my porch and I could no longer see her. I thanked myself for locking the doors. I thanked myself until I heard the front door open. How? In a panic, I closed my laptop so I could make sure I heard the right thing. Then the door slammed shut, confirming my thoughts. I got up and quietly locked my bedroom door. What I expected next was to hear her footsteps slowly making their way to the top of the stairs like they do in horror films. But that's not what happened. She ran. She ran up the stairs so fast that by the time I got to my phone, she was already scratching on the door. It was an awful sound. I watched my doorknob slowly turn, wondering how she was able to magically open any door she pleased. I also wondered why she had been so polite the first time. My door opened and I screamed so loud. She didn't advance towards me, but rather just stood there as she did before. But this time was worst. Is your father home? I found it hard to speak words until her voice grew louder. Is your father home? I closed my eyes and put my head down. Tears started flowing uncontrollably. No, but he should be here soon. Are you lying to me? Where is he hiding? I couldn't speak. I just kept my head down and continued to cry. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I felt her hot breath on my ear. I opened my eyes and she was right in front of me. She had the most sinister look on her face. Her mouth tightened and her eyes grew smaller. Within seconds her whole body began to shake. I became distracted by the sound of a car door closing. I glanced out the window and saw my father walking towards the porch. Thank goodness. I hurried to the window, opened it, and yelled to my father. She's in my room. The woman snapped out of her trance when she heard the front door open and ran out of my room before I could take a second breath. I ran after, worried about my father. I got downstairs and saw her and my father facing each other. I had never seen such a big man look so horrified. She started walking closer to him. Dad, Amelia. Look at what you did to me, Tom. Dad, is this really you? I could see tears running down my dad's face. You let them kill me. Her words left me with nothing but fear as I tried to make sense of that statement. My dad stood there silent as she took her hand and rubbed it along his face. I could tell he was afraid to talk. I loved you. Dad, I'm sorry. Where is she? My dad turns his head to face me. The woman follows. She walks over to me and puts her lips to my ear again. Beautiful. She kisses me on the cheek and my whole body tenses up. She starts shaking rapidly once again. My dad runs over and grabs me tight. She goes still and turns back to my father. Tell her the truth or I'll kill you. My dad and I just stand there looking at her. She makes her way to the door and turns back to me one last time before leaving. I'll be back for you, darling. She slams the door shut. Completely shaken up, I turn to my dad for answers. Me, dad, who is she? Dad, your mother. A 900-pound weight sat in the pit of my stomach as I tried to make sense of what was just said. What do you mean she's my mother? Silence. Carolyn is my mother. My dad stared at me with sorrowful eyes trying to find the right words. Call your sister and tell her to come home. I want you both to hear this. After sitting with my dad in silence for half an hour, my sister arrived. She opened the door and looked at us with the strangest expression. Sophie, what's going on? Dad, sit down. I need to talk to the both of you. She looks at me for answers and I just shrug. That was all I could do. Dad, the August before my senior year of high school, a girl named Amelia moved across the street from my house with her parents. We never really talked until one night when I was taking out the trash and she was sitting on her porch. She spoke to me first Said she was bored and asked if I wanted to hang out with her for a few hours while her parents were at a dinner party. I figured why not. She was a strange looking girl, but I was pretty nerdy and she was the first girl to ever pay me any attention. We went up to her room and talked for a while and eventually put on a movie. One thing led to another and I went home that night feeling guilty about the whole thing. I don't know why. I never spoke to her again until a few weeks later when she told me she was pregnant. I didn't know what to do, so I told my father. I was angry because I would be graduating around the time she gave birth, and I didn't want to deal with that. One night I… My dad began to break down, worse than before. Dad, can we talk about this in the morning? Me, you owe me this. Sophia, I don't even know what's going on. My dad got up and went upstairs, crying more than ever. I was so mad at him for not telling me what I needed to know. I hadn't even begun to think how hard it would be to explain to my sister that there's a dead woman claiming to be my mother. But I told her. I told her everything that happened while she was gone and naturally she wanted to sleep with me that night. And so it began. Around 1am I woke up to the sound of someone gently knocking on my window. I struggled to open my eyes and regretted it once I did. I looked at my window and there she was, staring at me. This time her pupils were dilated and she still wasn't blinking. Her bony fist continued knocking and I couldn't find my voice to scream, so I violently shook my sister awake. Me, that woman is back. My sister sat up, looked at the window and we both started crying. Sophie, how is she standing? We're on the second floor. Sophie and I jumped up and ran to my bedroom door. As soon we opened it, we could see feet at the doorway dangling above us. Amelia slowly began to bring her feet to the ground, and we were frozen with fear. Come, darling. Once she landed, she reached out her hand to take mine. Her hair was messier than before, and there were dents in her face. Sophie let out a piercing scream. Take my hand. I stood there and closed my eyes so I didn't have to see her staring into my soul like she did before. Her body started shaking rapidly again, and Sophia and I ran down the stairs. My dad soon followed in a panic. Dad, I saw her. Sophia, Dad, I'm scared. Me, what does she want? Can you please make her go away? I was angrier at him now because I knew whatever was happening was his fault. We all stopped when we heard footsteps running. Soon we saw her come running down the stairs. She got to the end, stopped, and looked at us. Her eyes slowly rolled to the back of her head and stayed there. She continued running up and down the stairs chanting. Tell her, Tom. Every time she said it, her voice would get higher in pitch until she was shrieking. We all covered our ears. Me, Dad, please. My dad, sister, and I all huddled together in a corner holding each other. Amelia disappeared, and then we heard a noise come from the fireplace. We turned to it, and she was sitting inside of it watching us. Tell her. This time her voice was deep and demonic. My dad quickly began telling us the rest. Dad, one night in April, it was raining. I was getting something out of my dad's car and she was standing on her porch. She called for me to come over and I told her I had to get back inside. She said it would only take a second. I denied her and she began crossing the street. My dad held my sister and me as he struggled to finish the story. Dad, she had almost made it to my side when a car struck her. They didn't even stop. I ran over to her and she looked me painfully in my eyes and said, Help. I was the worst human being in the world because I went back inside like nothing happened. I figured someone else had heard it and would come out. I knew my parents were sleeping so they wouldn't ask me questions. I didn't want to be a father so bad at the time that I was willing to let her and the baby die. I released myself from my father's grip and let my tears fall down my face. He hadn't wanted me. In that moment I felt like he deserved everything that was happening. Dad, the next day my parents told me that Amelia was killed by a drunk driver the night before. They told me they were able to save the baby. You were so beautiful. I felt so guilty knowing I could have saved her. So I told my dad I wanted you to live with us. I chose to go to the college in town so I could see you every day. I didn't stop having nightmares about Amelia until I met Carolyn. Sophie looked as angry as I was at my father. I didn't want to hold it against him because I knew how tough it would have been to raise a child at that age, and he's been such a good father to me. But letting someone die is something I wasn't going to forgive him for. It was evil. My dad turned to Amelia, who was still sitting in the fireplace. What do you want, Amelia? My baby. I want my baby. I'll give you anything else but her. You can't take her chills kept going through my body as i watched my dad plead with this woman hoping he would win and wondering what would happen if he didn't she moved closer to my father in silence her eyes rolled back to the front of her head then i'll take you she grabbed my father by the legs and dragged him out the door so fast before my sister and i were able to react the next thing i heard will haunt me forever my sister and i ran outside to see my dad lying in the middle of the street bleeding Amelia was gone. The person who was in the car jumped out and fell to his knees. He looked up at Sophie and me. He just ran out into the middle of the street. I didn't see him. We knew that the police wouldn't believe our story, so we let it be. They came and took my father's body away and it was the most heartbreaking thing I had ever witnessed. That night my sister and I were in the living room waiting for her mom to come get us. It was 5 a.m., M, and we both sat in silence trying to comprehend what happened while crying silently. I don't know what led me to do this, but I looked up at the window. There was a new message written on it. Goodbye, Mommy loves you. This was the freakiest thing that's ever happened to me when I was home alone. A few years ago, when I was about 14 or 15, my parents went to see a movie and left me at home, My house faces a park and people in the park can look into our kitchen. A.O. 9 p.m. a guy approaches the back door of my house and knocks. Because the door is French style, I can see through the windows and this guy is not someone I know. He asks me if he can use the phone. I tell him that we don't have one and he can try the neighbors. The guy seems to leave, walks down the porch and into the darkness, and I return to my duties on the computer. I was sitting at the table surfing the internet when this happened. To my right was this window that is around the back of the house. To access it, you need to be deliberately looking to go to this particular area of the house. I'm using the computer, minding my own business, when my dog bless her little heart bolts towards the window barking and snarling. You know that moment when you know exactly what's waiting for you, but you refuse to believe that it could be true. I had that. I told her, Lucy, get away from the window. She wouldn't stop barking. Tentatively, I turned to look out the window. This guy was standing below the window, watching me. I shrieked and dove under the table, screaming for him to get the F away from me. The guy circled back around the house and stood on my porch outside the door. Eventually, I decided that being in his direct line of sight was a really bad idea, so I made a run for it and hid in the kitchen, and then a windowless bathroom. I sat in there for two hours trying to calm myself down while talking to a friend on the phone until my parents came home. I have no idea how long the guy stood there, but he was gone by the time my parents came home. To this day, I wonder what that guy wanted. I also wonder what would have happened if I let this guy into my house. Because this guy got into my yard through the park, we padlocked the fence. Even then, it took about a year for me to feel comfortable being home alone again. Even now, though, I spend most of my time upstairs or hidden from view of the park when I'm home alone at night. Whenever I'm home alone, someone shows up out of nowhere. My mom and dad would always leave. When you make decisions
1: for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,
2: My parents go to out because of my mom and dad couple's therapy session. But this therapist was for later at night, maybe 7.30ish to 9.30. I stay in my room and turn off all the lights, shut the door locked to swell for the windows I am paranoid, and always lay under my blankets in full darkness, not a light on in the house. But one day, while I was grabbing some water, I saw what looks like a 70-year-old man. Outside looking for a way into my house, I was terrified he had a grin so large, and it also looked like he was saying something crawled to my bed and quickly messaged my mom to come back. I was having a nervous breakdown, but stayed quiet. I then crawled to an opening in my upstairs where it looks towards the front yard. He saw me. I didn't even open the blind, just peeked through the blinds. He stared for a while. I was so scared to move, and when he started to knock, looked back and disappeared. My mom and dad arrived, and he disappeared. The next week after that he showed up around 8.40 at that point. I had bats in my room and also camped out in the place he first saw me. He then saw me again with an even wider grin on his face. I was frozen, I just accepted my fate. But I didn't want to die for a while. He started knocking in a way that he could knock the door down. I was terrified and afraid of what to happen. I then heard a thud and a second one. the door had fallen off its hinges, I got scared and just ran to my room, hid under my bed with the bats, saw him sort of but he was different. He was now a dark figure with skin peeling off muttering words. I could not hear he was much taller, about seven to eight feet. I wasn't 100% sure, but he was. Closing in my room, I was scared out of my mind and decided to die fighting. That is, till I stood up and saw him towering. He was scrawny. Still, he muttered words that I couldn't understand. He went inside the bathroom next to my room and I sprinted out. I prepared an escape route in my head, which was run to the end of the street and climb a nearby person's fence. But to my terror, he was right behind me. He was catching till I saw my parents' car almost getting run over. They saw what was chasing me and quickly unlocked the car door. We crashed into him, hitting his leg. He then, from the floor, started running on all fours. My dad had a blank expression, Mom, terrified. I was in shock, my dad's told my mom, how did it follow us here? I asked, you know what that is, my dad said yes when you we first born. It showed up at night with a large grin. He was in the form of an old man. I told my dad I saw last week, but thought he wouldn't return. We never looked back and left the country. It's been ten years, and we never talk about it anymore. I still get nightmares. This was about six months ago. I woke up in the middle of the night and didn't find it unusual. My neighbor's truck always wakes me up when he starts at about 4 a.m., and I always hear clearly hear him drive away. But the truck isn't running, so now I'm curious what woke me up. I open my eyes, look around for a second, and realize something isn't right. In the darkness, I manage to pick up some sort of movement near the open bedroom door. After a couple seconds, I could swear that something is silhouetting against the white door in the very faint light. I froze for what felt like an hour, and grabbed the pistol laying on my headboard, but realize I can't find the flashlight that normally sits next to it. Silhouette hasn't moved, and I'm pointing a loaded 45 at it, with a little doubt creeping into my mind since I have no light. Do I shoot and risk looking like a crazy shooting at shadow shapes, or do I try to turn on the light? My blood pressure was so high I couldn't hear anything except thump, 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 and tunnel vision had kicked in. Finally said F it, turned on the light that hangs over the headboard in as quick of a motion as I could, and the goddamned light bulb pops burns out as soon as it comes on. Now I'm blind, and the adrenaline is really getting the best of me. At this point, I have still managed to control myself enough from shooting, but I have started thrashing violently while trying to get off the bed and put something between me and the horrible beast. Suddenly, my hand finds the flashlight that eluded me earlier, and I shine a piercing beam of light towards the door nothing. Get up, shaking, shivering, hot and cold all at the same time. Look down the hallway with the light, nothing. Spare bedroom, bathroom, living room, kitchen, and even the horrifying basement are all clear. Any SWAT team would have recruited me after seeing me tactically clear those rooms. Relief starts to wash over my body as I head back to the kitchen to calm down. As the adrenaline subsides and bodily functions begin coming down from red alert, I notice a refreshing cool breeze, and to my horror, realize that the kitchen sliding door is wide open. The scariest thing that happened when I was alone was years ago. I was laying in bed, not quite asleep yet, when I felt like someone was in the room at the doorway to my bedroom. I kept glancing over because it was really scaring me, and I kept feeling like it was a big tall man just standing there. Of course I didn't see anything, but I was really psyching myself out. Suddenly I felt like whoever it was had rushed at me and I panicked and started flipping out. I started to think that maybe I was sleeping or half asleep and just having some sort of nightmare. My window was open and I lived on the third story. As I felt the guy rush me or whatever, I heard a woman from the other side of the window call me name and say hey, you need to stop and he was gone didn't feel like he was there, didn't see anyone, but I was scared to death. Of course I checked the window, as unreasonable as it was that someone would just be floating on by it, and there was nothing. It could have been a nightmare, but to this day I remember being somewhat awake, and even if it was, it disturbed the hell out of me. When I was 19 I had a full-size bed and two pillows. My closet had those accordion-style doors on them. I always made sure they were closed before I went to sleep at night. One night I woke up when I heard a noise. I was on the side of the bed closest to the wall, facing the wall. Out of the corner of my eye, I could see the closet doors were open. I started to sit up when I felt the covers pull tight from behind me, like someone or something was climbing onto the covers. I knew whatever it was had just come from within my closet. I've seen enough horror movies to know that as long as you don't see the undead beast with maggots dripping from its eye sockets, it won't eat you. So I put my head back on the pillow and just said, Good night, closed my eyes tightly, and willed myself back to sleep. When I awoke in the morning, my closet doors were closed, but there was the impression on the bed and the pillow next to me that looked like someone had been laying there. This went on every night for about a year. Then one night a friend of mine stayed the night. I'd never told him about this thing in the closet. He slept on the floor next to the bed that night, but he used the pillow from the side of the bed that the thing from the closet always used. It's important here to note that my friend has a history of sleepwalking. About 01.30 I woke up and saw the silhouette of my friend standing at the foot of my bed. I groggily told him to lay back down and go to sleep. Then I noticed the closet doors were open, and my friend was still asleep laying on the floor next to the bed. Apparently, the thing from the closet really enjoyed sleeping on that pillow. I apologized and told it that my friend was using it tonight, and there was nothing that could be done. The silhouette slowly faded away into nothing, and I laid back down and went to sleep. In the morning, the closet doors were closed again. I told my friend what happened the next morning, and he freaked. From then on, whenever he came over, he brought his own pillow. But the closet doors never opened again at night. I mostly get creepy feelings. My home is extremely active if you catch my drift. But one time, home alone, I was in the living room watching TV, and a movement catches my eye. I look up and see this face, pure white, bald, blue eyes, peeking around the doorframe from the dining room at me. It was a child's size, and I about shit my pants. I got up, grabbed the remote, any kind of weapon is better than no-weapon-amorite and walk towards it slowly, it follows me with its eyes tilting its head up as I got closer, and it grinned slowly, showing its tiny, pointed teeth, and its giggle was that of a chime. It was unnerving, and at that point I was rooted right where I stood. It then promptly disappeared. I slowly backed up and sat back down and never saw it again. Knock on wood. Other than that I usually hear whispers and soft laughter from my dining room at night time when I am turning off everything and locking up. They quiet down when I go into the living room, but it is slightly creepy. My sister and I were watching a movie pretty late at night. I was about 15 and she was 13. We had four dogs, three smalls ones and aggressive lab or chow mix. In his defense, the only people he's ever lunged at was strangers. He's also partially blind in both eyes, they wouldn't stop barking at the entryway. From the living room you can see through the little breakfast nook in the kitchen. Things were getting uneasy. We told the dogs to be quit several times. Our mom is a complete horror if she's woken up. Out of fear of our mom finding us up at 2am, we tried to keep the dogs quit, but they persisted. They kept on like this for about two minutes, but then they just stopped. There was silence aside from Brutus, the partially blind lab, or Chow Mix hiding behind my legs and whimpering. Our other dogs are hiding, and about that time I look over at the entryway and see the figure of a man walk across the entryway. Freaked me right the F out. My sister didn't see it. At first I thought it was my dad because the entryway leads directly to my parents' bedroom. The door makes a super loud noise when it's opened, and there wasn't a sound made when he walked across. I never saw the shadow man again in that house, but I refused to go into my parents' room. I love the creepy and the macabre. I love ghost stories and slasher flicks, it's all great. I would love to believe in haunts and spooks and the vanishing hitchhiker stories, but I can't. I am too analytical, I can enjoy a ghost story, but I don't believe it. I've never felt or seen or experienced anything that couldn't be explained. So, with that out of the way, the following is a true story. Less creepy than others, to be sure, but it's what happened to me. I live in an apartment with my girlfriend and was sleeping, as one often does. I don't remember if or what I was dreaming I rarely remember, but I woke suddenly and found myself staring at the ceiling. We both have clocks that illuminate the room so it's not pitch dark. Also the bedroom door is open into the living room. There is a street light outside and light sneaks in that way too. So I wake up and I'm looking at the ceiling and regain my bearings. I wear glasses normally, so without them I'm not totally blind. But I lose detail while looking at any distance I decide I need some water So I go to get up But find myself pinned to the bed I think my legs or arms entire body Is asleep So I start moving some more While trying to move some more I am utterly and completely unable to move I start to freak out I can move my head just a little bit But my arms and legs don't respond I can't sit up I can't move I try to keep cool and not lose it Did I have an aneurysm while sleeping? Is this a dream? Can I make enough noise to wake my girlfriend up? Or will I lie like this until morning? It's during this moment that I hear them. A low, snarling talk just outside the door. I can't understand what they're saying, but it's about me. It's about coming to get me while I'm paralyzed. I think I can see their fingers curl around the doorframe. Is that one of them peeking in? It's too dark, I can't see, but I can hear them. They are small buggers, all gnarled and sharp-teethed. The grumbling continues, I wish I could understand what they're saying. Why haven't they come in yet? They must know how utterly helpless we are. Can I wake up the girlfriend without letting them know I'm awake? Slowly they sound fades, they give up and leave. I don't hear them go, but I know they're gone. I'm still freaked the hell out, but I'm safe. After a few moments I realize I can move again. I don't for a long while. I finally get up and peek around the corner in the room. I do a circuit around the apartment, but find no sign of them. Eventually, I go back to sleep, but not for a long, long time. I, of course, have a rational explanation for all of it, but what would be the fun in that? A little background for clarity. My daughter is currently three and a half. She was an early talker, and because I work from home... Typically after she goes to sleep or while my parents watch her, she's not in daycare and is mostly around adults, so she's always had a pretty advanced vocabulary and is a great communicator, but she's intermittently said creepy things before from an early age and everyone kind of wearily laughs it off. I myself have always been keen to believe in the paranormal, so the things she says tend to rattle me a bit, but the following conversation was by far the most detailed, coherent, and startling account to date. Oh, it's probably also important to note that my daughter has only ever experienced the death of my parents' dog. I say that to say that we've never had to explain to her that people die. So, I don't know that she would have been able to realize that based on what she's experienced or been exposed to. That's why we don't watch shows where people die and don't watch any kind of violent movies. But I also wouldn't put it past her to put it together. Anyway, we were cleaning her room one day and I had a pile of hangers on the floor so I could hang up her laundry. She's into construction and has a pretty vivid imagination and likes to pretend that hangers are hooks on construction cranes and things like that. So she grabbed a couple of hangers, hopped up on her bed, and started hanging them on the rail. I was just watching her out of the corner of my eye because that wasn't unusual for her. But then she said, the captain used to make me hang hooks. I immediately stopped hanging her shirt and watched her for a moment as she was casually adjusting her hanger hooks as if what she'd said was completely normal. I somewhat hesitantly asked her who the captain was. She went on to say that she had died before when she was an old man. Her grandson, the captain, was a mean man and scared her, so they didn't talk a lot. Then when she was old, she lived with him, and he hurt her a lot. But she said that she died, and that's how she came to live with me now. She said all of this while continuing to play on her bed like nothing was out of the ordinary. But then she stopped, and she looked at me deadpan and said, The captain still comes at night to see me here. Sometimes he tries to hurt me again, but you scare him away. I was aghast and said some sort of comforting remark that I can't remember, and she wasn't any more forthcoming after that. It's worth noting that she's had intermittent night terrors most of her life. She will wake suddenly, crying out as if she were in pain, It's always been a very distinct cry, different from when she would cry because she was upset or hungry or had cut her knee. It was more of a guttural and heart-wrenching cry, the kind of sobs that come from deep within a person. When she was an infant, she had colic and was very gassy, so she would also end up in fits from the pain. It was a similar fit to her night terrors, but as she's gotten older, she's lost her infant wail and grown out of her digestive issues, so the cry has become even more out of the ordinary. I've always been the one to go to her when she wakes up, so on her bad nights, I rush down the hall, knowing by her cry what to expect. She rides on the bed, her little muscles so tense that she feels like she's made of stone. She arched her back, stretching her arms and legs out as far and as tightly as she can before pulling herself into a ball over and over again for several minutes. From what I've read about night terrors, I don't think she's coherent during her episodes but if she is, she's too overcome to acknowledge me. Early on, I thought I could just wake her, and then once she came to, I'd be able to comfort her as I would any normal night. I would lift her out of her crib and try to get her to nurse or take a bottle or just be held, but even as an infant, the manner and the strength with which her body contorted was extreme enough that I would have to lay her on the carpet for fear of trying to restrain her would injure her. Nothing I do to console her receives a response or seems to do anything to lessen her fits. She'll simply carry on full steam until just as suddenly as it all started, she'll calm down. Sometimes she just drifts back off into a peaceful sleep without ever opening her eyes. Other times, she'll pull me in to hold her or wait briefly to ask why I'm in the room as if nothing happened. Now that she's older, I ask her in the morning if she remembers waking up or having a bad dream, and she never does. I had always attributed her night terrors to the typical textbook assumption that there's simply a child's growing brain processing the stress and anxiety of understanding their world. But after hearing about the captain and my presence scaring him away, I don't think I'll ever be able to look at these nights the same way again. I just can't shake the feeling that she didn't just make up some complex beyond her years narrative that coincidentally happens to provide a more sinister explanation of her night terrors. I have no idea if anybody else has experienced anything similar, but I'm kind of at a loss.